All right, Sydney, Australia. Joined in with New South Wales. This is Ali Martin, all the way from the UK, from Soul Survivor. For those who are visiting us here tonight, we have a, we've had wonderful nights. Ali taking us on a journey of living a spirit-led life, and tonight is the final one. And whether you've been with us all week or you're just coming tonight, God has got something to say to our hearts. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, Ali, for those of us who uh, haven't met you, yeah. uh, would you like to tell us yes. um, about what's it like working with the Pilavachi? <laughs> um, well, uh, yes. It's oh, you might, sorry, could you explain the Pilavachi <laughs> for those of us who've never met him? <laughs> it's hard. Even if you have met him, it's hard to explain the Pilavachi. But um, Soul Survivor was started by this Greek bloke called Mike Pilavachi um, back in 93. And uh, he's one of a kind um, pioneer, leader, visionary who loves young people and is just lives to see young people meet with Jesus, be filled with the Spirit, and live lives um, surrendered to him, really. And so those of us that are sort of gathered around him tend to have the same heart. And uh, yeah, he... And what's he like in staff meetings? I can't... We can't imagine that he's serious. Is he serious in staff meetings? He actually is. Is he? Yeah, no, he is. He's... Oh. Um, well, when he wants to be. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, yes, he's easily distracted. Yes. Like now, my seven-year-old. <laughs> now, Ali, tell us, tell us um, on a serious note, yes. but tell us about what you do with Mike uh, in Salsa UK, for those who don't know. Okay, so I um, work with him on staff of our church. Uh, he's our senior pastor, and I'm one of his pastors. Not his personal pastor, like, but together, we're a group of us pastor the church together. And then also together we lead um, the Soul Survivor UK, the national ministry, where we run uh, conferences like this, but five of them every hour summer, um, just helping young people really meet with Jesus. Yeah. And on a prayerful note, um, yeah. Mike's told the world um, through social media that yes. he's not doing that well. And I, no. I was wondering whether we could, would you be happy for us to join and would you send our prayers Absolutely. to him? So could we pray? Pray for Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Who's sure. not? Yeah. He's not doing well. In in. Uh, Alan, yeah. No. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. So basically, we've known that he's had diabetes for a couple of years, and uh, so that's obviously a battle. When you've got diabetes, I think it affects your immune system. So at the moment, very specifically, he's struggling to recover from a, quite a serious chest infection. But on top of that, he's just had a few issues with his heart that's meant that the doctors have sort of give, told him to take some rest. Yeah. So those three things combined have been a bit tricky for him and us. Yeah. Yes. Well, how about I lead us in a prayer? And I know it uh, might feel a bit strange, but could we raise out our hands to point towards the middle in the sense to say... Like, I was trying to work out where England is. <laughs> where are you, England? As, as a way to say to, to the Soul Survivor team in the UK that we're praying with you. Yeah. Would that be all right? So just to raise out our hands to the middle. And um, Father, we want to pray for our brother in Christ, Mike. We lift him up to you. We invite the healing ministry of Jesus Christ. And Lord, would you come now upon him, even right now, as we pray here in Australia for his healing, and we speak to the conditions of his uh, body and where he is at, and we say, be healed, and may the peace of God rest strongly with him right now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you amen. for letting us do that. Thank and you. Um, Ali, we are looking forward to the final uh, installment of Living a Spirit-Led Life. And uh, would you like to give it up for Ali as she comes to bring the Word of God? Thank you.
<laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, sorry. And I meant to what? say thank you. Oh. <laughs> sorry. That's fine. It, it was in the run sheet. Actually, we don't have one. <laughs> but uh, no, no, we don't have a run sheet. Did I say run sheet? Run sheet? Uh, yes. yes. I, I didn't know what I'd said. People were laughing at I would like all of us to join in for Ali and Joel. Uh, Joel is Ali's husband, and for Will and Esther. They've been serving Soul Survivor Australia for the last three weeks. So we want to say thank you. Thank you very, very much. And uh, we would love you to come back one day, Ali, and your family one day. We would love that. We would too. love that. And thank you, that. Juliet, too, from Soul Survivor Church. Juliet, for your time with us, yes. thank you very much. Yes. That's your... Now, thank one more you. time for Saturday night, let's say, hey, Ellie! <laughs> Great. I mean, in all seriousness, we've just had the most amazing time, and it has not been hard at all to spend three weeks in a country we love, with people we love. I don't know if you know this, Australians, but you're lovely. You're really lovely. And uh, you've all just been so welcoming, not just to me, but to my family. All of you, as you've seen us about, you've just been lovely, lovely. Um, thank you. It's been amazing. And I've just... <laughs> No worries. Um, <laughs> um, anywho, so we've been talking about living a spirit-led life. We've been talking about the fact that the spirit-led life is a life of power. I can and you can, not because we can, but because he can. We've been talking about the fact that the spirit-led life is one where we are able to really know God as a good father and to enjoy and live in his love. We talked last night about the fact that a spirit-led life is one where we say yes to God. I will refuse you nothing. I will do your bidding without too much delay. And then really, I'm going to be quick tonight, guys. And I want to say that the spirit-led life, two things. The spirit-led life is one that starts small and it's one that we do together. You know, you're beginning to think about going home. And one of the things that can happen when we've enjoyed this time together as Soul Survivor um, is that we can kind of get in our head bigger is better. Because it's so amazing to worship God together like this. You know, you've got to know new people. There's this amazing, I loved in that video, the amount of you that talks about family, community, family, community. And that's what's been really evident here. And as it begins to come uh, to an end, we start thinking, oh, we're going home. And it's not so good at home. And the worship isn't like that at home. And just so you know, when we do our festivals in England, the people from our church say exactly the same thing. They're all like, oh, I've got to go back. And we're called Soul Survivor. Our church is called Soul Survivor. We are Soul Survivor. And even our church get grumpy about it. But there's that feeling of like, you're going home. And it's like the way that we've heard God together, the way that we have met him, the way that we've enjoyed his presence. Um, can he really do that when it's not big? And we start to maybe a little bit go eh, to the small. Or what happens is that as God has begun this week to reveal something to us, and actually lots of things to us, and call us on an adventure with him, and this adventure to live this life with him, the spirit-led life, and he's put things on our hearts, maybe new dreams, maybe he's uh, calling us to things. And what can happen is we look at where we are today and maybe instead of feeling inspired of God, there's all this ahead of me, this life with you, we start to feel where I'm today is not where I think I could be. And we start to look at it and go, oh, is it enough? One of the things I want to say is God has never been worried about small. 
When you look at the Bible and you look at the fact that he took this young lad to slay the giant, or the small picnic to feed the 5,000, or this group of 12 guys to change, change the world, he's never been worried about a small beginning. And he is not worried about a small beginning in you. And in fact, uh, there's this line from the Bible that addresses this directly, that when we look at our lives and our circumstances back home or the things that we know that he's calling us to and we're not there yet, there's a line from the Bible, cuts right to the heart of this, where God said to his people through the prophet Zechariah, in Zechariah 4 verse 10, who dares despise the day of small things? What was going on here, this line, um, was to do with this work that God's people had been called to, to rebuild the temple. Because they had once built a temple, it was beautiful, it was magnificent, it was the center of God's people. It was the place where God himself dwelled, so his presence was in that temple. And then what happened is that a king came and conquered the people of Israel and led them into exile and destroyed the temple. And so the people from God are divorced from the land that he, uh, that he had given to them and away from their place of worship. And they're living in, in exile. And then a new king comes and he conquers the other baddies. And this time what he says is now you can go home. All of you in exile, you can go home. And so God's people begin to drift back to Jerusalem and they find the temple in ruins. And God says it's time to start building and as they begin to pick up their tools and start this new thing, there would have been people in, the, in their midst that would have remembered. It wasn't that long. It was only about 70 years. So there have been people who would have grown up, like Fuzz was talking earlier about sitting on his grandma's knee, tell us the stories. There would have been people that would have heard the stories of how amazing this temple was. And, oh, you should have seen all the gold and you should have seen the jewels and the magnificent ceremonies and the priests and the presence of God. You should have seen it. And now here they are at the very beginning of the biggest building project surrounded by rubble. And to them, God says, don't get hung up on what it was. Don't get hung up on how far there is to go. If you compare today with where you want to be, what will happen is this will seem too big. And you might get discouraged. You might despise today. You might stop looking to me. You might stop being obedient. That's not going to help you to worry about what was and to worry about what is to come. Don't look down on it, but look to me. Who dares despise today? Today is just the beginning. And for loads of us, as I've always said, God has begun something in us this week and stirred something in us this week. And it might not be the fullness of where we want to be. Maybe he's begun to heal you. I know he has for lots of you. There's wounds that have begun to be healed. There's dreams that have started to bubble up. There's hope that has maybe been reignited. There's a vision for what it could look like in your school and in your communities and in this nation and in other nations. I mean, how bold are we that this week we've dreamed beyond even just what God is doing here. And he's begun something in us. And sometimes we catch a glimpse of that. And we think, oh my goodness, I'm just at the start of this huge thing. Maybe it feels overwhelming, but God says, I'm in today. Today is beautiful. The spirit-led life, it starts small. It starts where you are. It starts where I am. It starts today as we begin just to say yes to him. 
as they began to pick up their tools and pick up the bricks and make a start, we've made a start this week. And what can happen is one of the things that this verse is about is God saying, I've got the perspective of where this ends up. And we have no idea if we could, we would come back in 50 years' time and share the stories of the result of the yeses from this week, of the result of the freedom that God has begun in us this week. But often we won't know it this side of heaven because God often is doing more behind our backs than he's doing in front of our face. And just recently, God has been speaking to me about this because I've seen it a few times um, back home where we are. A little glimpse as to something that we could have missed because we thought that we were just doing something little and then God said, look what I was doing behind your back. So a couple of really quick stories is we run a, a toddler group from our church. We've been running it about 15 years. And one of the things that we want to do from that is not just provide a home and a place that, um, that parents and, and childminders and kids can come and hang out, but of course we're looking for we want to share the gospel with them and that's been something we've not seen happen loads and that can be a bit discouraging and then just the other week before we came out a lady turned up at the toddler group and she used to attend 15 years ago when her kids were small and um and what she's going through a rough time in her life health-wise right now and that morning that Wednesday morning she was having a particularly hard time and she just thought I know where I can go I know where I can go and get prayer we had no idea she was even interested in prayer. I can go to Soul Survivor. And so she turned up at our toddler group. And it would be easy for us to miss those small things. It'd be easy for us to... Okay, another story. Um, uh, at our festivals in England... Uh, two summers ago, I was just about to start a seminar, and in my head, I couldn't get an 80s rock song out of my head. Rock, love, yeah, anyway. Um, I want to know what love is, you know. I want to know what love is, you know, and the big hair and all of that. And um, I couldn't get it out of my head, and it was quite distracting me because I was about to start speaking. And then I suddenly had this thought, I wonder if that's you, God. I wonder if you're speaking to me through this 80s ballad. And so I just about to start my, um, my seminar, and I just said, look, I just think that there's someone here, and in your experience, what you feel is that you actually have never known what love is. And you've been asking God and telling God, I don't know what love is, but I wonder if you could be the one to show me. And God wants to say to you today, yes, I want to be the one to show you. And if that's you, grab one of our team. We'd love to pray for you. And you don't think anything more of it. You've, you know, but then uh, the year later, this last summer for us gone, uh, someone came and passed me a letter. And this letter was from this guy. And he just said, uh, that was me. And that was my story. And I got prayed for that morning. And this last year has been the best of my life because I have experienced something of God's love. And I've been living in it and walking in it. And if he hadn't uh, written that to me, I would have never have known. And the truth is, you won't often know what your yes, what your living a spirit-led life, you won't always know what that, uh, the harvest that that is reaping, the people that that is encouraging. This week alone, 1,600 liners, the blessing that that will be, the freedom that that will be, the baby blankets, the gum, and you were probably scraping the gum and thinking, do you know, couldn't we have paid someone to do this? Uh, you see, I knew some of you were. <laughs> but what you did in serving that place and how serving and loving creates an atmosphere where God can come and move 
It's never just scraping gum. And the stories that will come out of your life as a result of your service and of your obedience will amaze you when you finally get to hear them. And maybe that will be in heaven. So don't despise today. Instead, what is God calling you to? What has he been speaking to you about? How has he been encouraging you? And when you identify those things, try not to despair or get frustrated or fixated too much on the journey because God knows what he's building. And you know, in God's work, in the kingdom, in nature, we see that change and growth takes time. That, that it's not just that, you know, flowers suddenly appear and trees suddenly appear or babies are suddenly born out of nowhere. We don't actually find them in a cabbage field or whatever. And if you're not sure how you talk to your mum or dad or youth leader, but it takes time and growth. And we see it everywhere in nature that beautiful things take time. And God is doing beautiful things in our life. And it will take time, but it will be good The spirit-led life is going to take time, but it's going to be beautiful. And every yes that you say to God has an impact that you can't see. But the other thing I want to say really quickly about the spirit-led life, it's one that we do together. It's one that we have to do together. It's one we must do together. It's one that when we do do it together, there is a joy that you just couldn't have known if you tried to do it on your own. Don't try and do it on your own. The Spirit-led life is one we do together. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 11, talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And it says this, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, because it's just given a whole list of these different uh, gifts of the Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines, just, have we got the next one? Maybe not, because I think, oh yeah, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Loving Jesus isn't something that we just do on our own. We do it together. You've been enjoying doing it together. We're a group of people who belong together, who are called to be family, who are called uh, to be this body who stick together. And there is a power in that. There is a power in choosing fellowship, in choosing community, in choosing to cheer one another on, as we've talked already about this week, of saying, I've got your back, I'm for you, I'm going to love you, and I'm going to stand with you. We all bring different things to the table. Every single one of us brings something different to the kingdom of God, to the groups that we're from. Every single one of us. And one of the things that the enemy would love to do, remember we've been talking about the fact that the enemy, his, uh, his kind of sole uh, purpose in life is to steal, kill, and destroy. He would love to try and steal and kill and destroy unity. And one of the ways that he does that is by comparison. Where we look at what God is doing in someone else's life and we're like, man, why them? Or why, and why not me? And should I be? And if they're doing that, does that mean I ought to be? And it, and it confuses us and it distract, detracts us and it robs us of the joy that God would have from us. It says in Hebrew, have for us, sorry, and it says in Hebrews 12, let's run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And the race that he has for you is so often different to the one that, to the person that is sat next to you. But even though the race is different, you're going to run together. 
the things that he's got for you. And do you know what? If we can let go of comparison and competition, what we can do is instead free one another up to be the young men and women that God has called us to be and to grow in the ways that he is calling us to grow. When we don't do that, when we get so sort of fixated on someone else, we don't run. We don't run in the ways that God's calling us to. We were just talking a minute ago about my friend and boss, Mike. And one of the things um, that that Mike does brilliantly uh, is he hears from God. And it's annoying because he hears from God really well. And like, I mean, really well. Like he'll be in a meeting like this and he'll be like, I just feel like there's someone here. Your name is Cedric. Seven years ago, you stubbed your big toe and it has since caused, you know. And he'll like, and you live at number 63, Acacia Avenue. Was that Banana Man? I don't know. Anyway, and, um, and he'll say all that. And then Cedric, lo and behold, will go, hello, I'm Cedric. Yes, I hurt my toe. I live at number 63. And I'm like, I hate you. I mean, again, I sound like I'm angry. I'm not angry. But the two things that happen when I look at Mike's gift, if I'm, not, if I'm not a good girl, is I look at that and I think, you're so good at it, there's no point me trying. And I think, you're so good at it, I'm not needed here. But actually, I know that that's an area of my life that God is wanting to grow me in. And with Mike, it's come from years and years and years of obedience and faithfulness. And I know that God has been asking the same obedience and faithfulness of me. I know that. So it doesn't do me any good just to go, oh, Mike, you're so amazing. I could never be so amazing. It does me a lot of good to love the gift that God has given him. And it does me a lot of good to obey God and to listen to what God is calling me to. Let's not get into comparison but let's definitely get into encouragement. And actually, I think you're already pretty good at it, so I want to encourage you to keep encouraging. I think it comes naturally to a lot of you, but let it be a supernatural thing too, that we run better, we run faster when we run together. I don't know if you've ever, any runners in the house? I'm a would-be runner, I'm a part-time runner, I'm a kind of nice day runner. (laughs) And... um, and it's running is something that I love, but I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it. And there was a little bit, a little while ago, where I hadn't run for a while, and I was struggling to get back into it. And I was struggling to get back up to doing a 5K. So I thought, what the heck, I'm just going to do a 5K, and then I'll have to do a 5K. So I went to this park run. I know you have them here as well. And um, I, I did this park run. And you will know if you've ever run, you know, you can run on your own, but it's kind of depressing and you can stop at any time. But when you're running surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people that are mainly a lot better than you, actually what happens is it inspires you to keep going. And that day when I did the park run, I had people that were lapping me, but I also had people from our church that were just happened to be there and they're so fast that they finished the race way ahead of me. And they were standing on the side, go on, Ali, you can do it, you can do it. And that day I, I knocked four minutes off my best time. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You don't know how long that was. That could be 87 minutes for you, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. But because what happens is when we cheer one another on, when we run together, when we encourage one another, when we say, go ahead and do all that you have in mind, I am with you heart and soul, we run further. We run stronger. And it's the life that God has called us to. As you run, fix your eyes on him. 
remember, please remember, my prayer for you is that you will remember that you are dearly loved. That you are dearly loved. The Jesus that you're fixing your eyes on is one who loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's never going to stop loving you. Fix your eyes on him. Run towards him. Remember his power. Remember that it's available to you. Remember that he wants your obedience. He wants your life. He wants you. Go for it and do it together. Amen? Amen. Why don't we stand? Thank you. (laughs) You don't need to. You've loved me already. (laughs) You don't need to, but thank you. Right, we're going to do what we do all the time. We're going to do it again. Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, draw close. Holy Spirit, would you equip us? Would you meet with us? Would you empower us? Would you heal us? Would you do whatever you want to do? We have no agenda. We just long for you. We long for more of you. Come. We wait for you. You're worth the wait. As we wait on him, we fix our eyes on him. For any visitors tonight, if you're not familiar with this, this is us just really about clearing the decks for God to do whatever he wants to do. It's making room for us to respond to him. It's making room for him to meet with us. We love your presence, God. Come, Holy Spirit. think it would be really great on this last night first of all and I don't think it's the only thing we'll do but just first of all if you're here and you're going home to a tough situation of any kind but you know that today as the days ticked on you've begun that it's begun to sort of nag at you a bit and increasingly as the day has gone on there's been a nervousness or an anxiety about what you're going back to. And maybe one of the things that you're going back to is you. You know that there's stuff that you're struggling with in your own life and there's a nervousness about what that will look like when you're not here in this community. But it will be a bunch of things, all kinds of different things. But if that's you, if you know that that nervousness about going back to normal has just been creeping up on you today, then we would love to pray for you. And so, one moment. So if that's you, why don't you just come forward? Just come forward. We want to pray for you. We want to pray that God will meet with you, that you will 
know in the knowing place, in the deepest place, that you do not go home alone. That the same God who's been here in our meetings, the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is going with you. So anyone else that wants to come, come forward. And Heavenly Father, we pray now, let your Holy Spirit come. And as you fall on your children, as you meet with us, God, we pray for a peace that passes understanding, for a knowledge of your love, that they would know that you will never leave them. You will never forsake them. Never. You will not. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Now, just will anyone else who wants to, let's do what we've been doing all week, what you've been doing so wonderfully for each other. Would you come and just lay hands, guys to guys, girls to girls, just come, lay a hand on, and just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, meet with them. Open ears for what he might want to say. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, not just at the front, but all over the room, a knowledge of your presence, we ask. More people to come and pray if possible. And if some of our team could just be directing, I think particularly like the sort of front row, the front of the front is um, maybe getting a bit missed. So just make sure that people come on through. And, and if someone directs you, please don't take it the wrong way. They're just trying to help the prayer happen. <laughs> Yeah, a few more girls would be amazing. Some of you, you've been wanting to do this all week, but you've been thinking, I'll have nothing. Who am I to think I could pray for someone? You are their brother and sister in Christ. The Holy Spirit is in you. You absolutely can do this. You're going to go home and do it. You're going to go home and do it when you're hanging out with each other. We need some girls, particularly over this side and this side. Team, keep directing. And if no one has yet come to pray for you, don't, try not to get distracted by that, but just keep looking to Jesus. Now, for the rest of us, we've been saying this all week, but what there can be now is the temptation to be like, well, my number hasn't come up. That wasn't what was on my card. So therefore, I'll just check out. We really want to encourage you not. This is just something that God wants to do with us tonight. But it's, it won't just be that. I really want to encourage some of you. This week, you've begun to step out in having words for people as you've prayed. You've had those open ears. I want to encourage you at wherever you are in this room, allow God to seal that in you, that this is not something that has been for this five days of conference. You're going to do that when you go home. For some of you, you're going to do that in your schools 
God's going to give you words of encouragement and life for your people in your schools. And it won't come out a bit like we do it here. It'll be very like, hey, do you know that you're great at this? Do you know that I see this in you? And by the way, so does God. But he's begun something in you that's not going to stop when you go home. If the band could maybe come up, that'd be great. Ali. And for some of you here, you might already be at the front, you might not be, but some of you, you know that God has planted something very specific in you this week, a specific ministry idea, a specific uh, way that he's calling you to serve him, something that he's asking you to start. It might feel far off at the minute, but you know that there's something specific. Some of you, you've even talked about it in your tents in the evening, and it's something that he's doing in a couple of you. Like there's a, there's a kind of a joint heart on it and you feel like, can we give this a go together? If that's you, where you are standing, would you just raise your hand? You've got something very specific. And now if God isn't doing this in you, just have a little look around and see, is there anyone else near you that's got their hand raised? Something specific. It might be as small as a little seed, but you know that God's being, eh, I've got something. Just put your hand up, would you? I think there's more. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> yeah, and over there. So keep your eyes open um, for other people and have a look and gather around. Let's have a little group gather around these guys and pray a blessing on these seed ideas, these beginnings, these small beginnings. Let's bless it and ask God to to increase the vision and expand upon it. Give them courage, Lord. Give them a boldness. Keep them looking to you in it. Somewhere else, I do think there is this thing of there's a couple of you that have been talking together about, could we start this? Could we give this a go back home? Could we... Where are you? I think maybe three of you. been talking together about this no alright yeah. okay as we pray and we begin to worship. We might see there might still be other things he wants to do. But again, I want to encourage you. If you're not praying or being prayed for, don't check out. Look to him. Enjoy him. Listen to him. Ask him if there's anything that he wants to say to encourage someone else. Let's do that as we begin to worship together.